Good morning and a very warm welcome to Heartlands here on Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. And folks, I hope that this finds you well. Well, today we have a show of a very different sort yet again. Yes, as I was saying before, I have been reading a little book that goes and speaks about how it is that we can spend an hour with God in prayer. And the first five minutes is to go and spend time just praising God for who he is. But the second five minutes is to go and to worship God and be still and know that he is God, as it tells us in the Psalms. But that got me thinking, who is God for people? I was having a conversation on Sunday last with someone who was asking me about the Christian growth in Europe and in Ireland. And I was saying, well, just because traditional churches may not be seeing growth, in fact, may even be in decline, does not actually go and reflect the spiritual temperature of the country, so to speak. And I said that there are many who do have faith, but you will find them in independent churches. You will find them in house groups. You will find them in various gatherings around the place, but that people still have a vibrant and wonderful faith. Then the question is, what about young people? So yes, what about young people? And so here's the thing. I decided to put three questions together and ask young people to respond to them. The first question is this that I went and asked is, who is God to you? And so this section of the program is filled with response of different young people by me asking that question, who is God to you? For me, God is not only my saviour, my helper, my loving father, but also my best friend. Knowing that I'm saved in him is more than enough. But also on top of all that, having an assurance that nothing will ever separate me from his love and that he wants to have a personal relationship with me is pretty cool. So in short, God is everything to me. God to me is everything. It's great to have a personal savior who gave their life for your sins, even though we don't deserve it one bit. It shows the mercy he has for all of us, and I am eternally grateful and owe my life to him. For me, God is a loving father who wants to guide me and protect me. I believe that he has a plan for my life. This is a very difficult question to answer because God is so many things to me. God is my father, my king, my lord, my friend, my saviour, and that's only a few of the very long lists of things that he is. But there's a song called You Are My All in All, and I think that it perfectly sums up who God is. It says, He is my strength when I am weak. He is the treasure that I seek. He is my all in all. So, who is God to you? Since I've grown up in a loving Christian home, God has always been a significant part of my life. Ever since a young age, I've known God as my closest and deepest friend, even closer than a brother. Any time I've had a problem, I've turned to him, and he's ultimately given me shalom, peace and fullness. As my knowledge and experience of, of him has grown, I've realized more and more how much he loves and cares for me. In this frankly messed up world we live in, God has been a light guiding me through the darkness, aiding me in the rocky, stormy seas of life. As Jesus tells us in John 8, 12, he is the light of the world who guides his loved ones through the darkness. I've never necessarily been the most outgoing person, and having the knowledge that God never leaves a prayer unanswered is a deep comfort to me. He's a steadfast rock on which I can always depend on and leave my burdens with. I can rest assured that he has promised in his word to care for his children. 
I thank him daily for being my saviour and rescuer from sin, because I am by no means perfect, but he is. He has redeemed me with his blood, when I simply didn't and don't deserve it. It's hard to believe that a holy God like him could choose to love a lowly sinner like me, but he loves me more than I will ever know. He's my all in all. To me, God is my everything. He is a forgiving saviour. He is a friend who will never leave me. And he is a father who is compassionate and really cares about me. He is a heavenly father, king of kings, lord of lords, my salvation, provider, my redeemer, and my friend. God to me is someone who would never let me down or forsake me. He is a God of unconditional love and will always be there with open arms even when we stray away at times. And he is a God that can do all things and never fail. To me, God is merciful. He forgives all my sins. To me, God is all-powerful. He heals all my diseases. To me, God is my redeemer. He has redeemed my life from the pit. To me, God is love. He crowns me with love and compassion. To me, God is my provider. He satisfies my desires with good things. Welcome back to Heartlands here in Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. And today, what I'm doing is I'm asking a number of young people, and I don't want to sound patronising, but they're young people starting out in life, finishing school, starting college or in college, and what their faith means to them. And the first question that I went and asked them all was this, who is God to you? We live in a day and age when who knows what anybody believes anymore. We've been told that our faith is something that is private. Now, I do not agree with that. I believe that our faith is personal, but not necessarily private, especially if it is good news. Why wouldn't we want to tell other people this good news? So the first question that I asked is the question, who is God? to them. But then the follow-on from those answers has to be, I would think, at least in my logic, is, well, can you give me an example of that? If we were sitting down and having a conversation over a cup of tea and I went and was articulating to you how God is this deity and how wonderful God is because he is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, our Savior, our friend, well, give me the evidence and so the second question I put to them all was this. Can you give an example of how you saw God at work in your life? Now, as we listen to their responses, let me throw a question out to you. Is their response your experience? And if I were to ask you the question, what answer would you give? So here's their answers to, can you give an example of how you saw God at work? In your life. example of how I saw God at work in my life was before I became saved, I was always a kind of person that would want to do things themselves and be in control and take the lead. But then when I did become saved, I learned to have more faith in him and let him be in control and let him take the lead and be in the driver's seat. And that was like, I was putting that way that I saw myself, he took it up from me and he took control of situations that I was in that I couldn't handle myself, that I knew I couldn't handle, but I always tried to. And when I talked to him, I, I put it in his hands, he took it and he made things better. And that just grew my faith in him because the more I put my faith in him, the more I let him um, take what I put on myself onto him. He just changed everything and made me feel more at peace and more at ease with every situation that I entered. So, yeah. I've seen God at work in my life in the way that he has 
stop me from being such an anxious person. I used to be the kind of person who worried about absolutely everything and got really overwhelmed um, by everything. But God spoke to me using his word um, in Philippians chapter 4, verses um, 6 and 7. He says, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And this verse really spoke to me. And by praying and leaving everything in God's, in God's hands, I managed to stop being so worried about everything. And he has really just taken those burdens from me and I'm able to leave things in his hands instead of worrying about them myself. This is an example of how I saw God work in my life. One of my biggest fears was telling other people what God had done in my life. Overcoming this was something only God could help me with. In college, about six months ago, I had learned of some troubles someone had been going through with marriage. As soon as I heard this, I felt an immediate urge to bring him to what the Bible says about it. God was tugging on my heart to reveal to his man what he says in his word, but fear and doubt pulled in the opposite direction. God provided a perfect opportunity for me to talk with this man. He also gave me the words to say, as it says in Luke chapter 12, verse 11 to 12, when you are brought before synagogues, rulers and authorities, do not worry how you will defend yourselves or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. God in his faithfulness helped me. Great joy and satisfaction can be found in spreading the good news. This satisfaction comes from glorifying God, the God who saved me. There was a time in my life that I really lacked in knowing my identity in Christ. I found that I started to get my peace, my joy, my confidence and even security in the things that I did and accomplished instead of looking to Jesus and what he already accomplished on the cross for me. It led me to constantly feeling unworthy and not good enough when I didn't meet those expectations I had of myself and it started taking over different aspects of my life. Well, the Lord showed me that my worth isn't based on my works or what I'm good at or even bad at but on the price that I was bought with through Jesus dying for me on that cross. I was putting my identity in myself and what I did instead of Jesus and what he's done. I still struggle at times, but now I know that I'm loved and accepted through him and not on my own. And instead of seeking the favor of man, myself included, I want to seek the favor of God. This last year has been pretty grueling with the leaving cert. It's been filled to the brim with uncertainty. At the beginning of the year, I was sick with worry about the exams, what university I'll go to, where I'll find accommodation. I was overwhelmed. But, about, but I brought my worries and burdens to the Lord and gave them all to Him in prayer. Just before the mocks, I was doing my devotional and I came across a verse that really spoke to me. It was Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And it says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. I knew from that moment that wherever I ended up, however these exams turned out, I would be exactly where God had destined me to be. Even during the real thing, I felt a sense of peace. It was amazing, really. My stress levels were pretty low, and the pressure didn't get to me that much. Even now, as I look forward to results day, I feel confident in the knowledge that God is everything under his sovereign control. An example of God at work in my life. I used to suffer a lot from anxiety and over the years it has drastically gotten better 
and I believe that it is the Lord that is healing me. God has done so many amazing things in my life and um, this is just one example. So I would like to share two very well-known verses with you from Proverbs and chapter 3 verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Um, I was always a very safe person, never wanting to try anything new or take any risks. I always strived for comfort and always went with what I thought was the safe option. I always feared uncertainty and dangers that may have lay ahead in my life. And for a long time, fully trusting God seemed like a risk until God showed me that he actually is my safe place and he is my comfort. And, and when I began to give every aspect of my life to him and trust him with my whole life, every negative aspect in my life began to fade away. I no longer suffered with fear and anxiety. So yeah, God has just been so good to me. During the past 18 months, I've seen God work in my life at two significant times. The first one was roughly last e Easter, when I'd made up my mind that I was going to stop going to church once I'd gone to college. However, my cousin invited me to his Christian union in Cork, and it was there that I realised I wanted to be a part of a Christian union when I went to college, and hence my attitude changed. The second time happened last new year when I was at a friend's house for dinner and their father asked me how my walk with God was. Up until then, I hadn't been able to achieve the personal relationship I wanted and was drifting apart. It was at this time that I felt really challenged and began to start reading my Bible again and coming back to following God. Welcome back to Heartlands here in Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. And I hope that you're enjoying the insights and reflections these young people in regard to their faith, in regard to knowing God working in their lives, in regard to knowing who God is. And we get back to them in a few moments with a third question on what does your faith mean to you and why? But first, let us stop up and let us listen to Psalm 105, our lectionary psalm for today, read to us as always by Charlize. We're reading Psalms 105. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Abraham, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the promise he made for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as an everlasting covenant. To you I will give the land of Canaan, as the portion you will inherit. When they were but a few in number, few indeed, and strangers in it, they wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another. He allowed no one to oppress them. For their sake he rebuked kings. 
Do not touch my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. He called down famine on the land and destroyed all their supplies of food, and he sent a man before them, Joseph, sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with shackles, his neck was put in irons, till what he foretold came to pass, till the word of the Lord proved him true. The king sent and released him, the ruler of peoples set him free. He made him master of his household, ruler over all he possessed, to instruct his princes as he pleased, and teach his elders wisdom. Then Israel entered Egypt. Jacob resided as a foreigner in the land of Ham. The Lord made his people very fruitful. He made them too numerous for their foes whose hearts he turned to hate his people, to conspire against his servants. He sent Moses, his servant, and Aaron, whom he had chosen. They performed his signs among them, his wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made the land dark, for had they not rebelled against his words? He turned their waters into blood, causing their fish to die. Their land teemed with frogs, which went up into the bedrooms of their rulers, he spoke, and there came swarms of flies and gnats throughout their country. He turned their rain into hail, with a lightning throughout their land. He struck down their vines and fig trees, and shattered the trees of their country. He spoke, and the locusts came, grasshoppers without numbers. They ate up every green thing in their land, ate up the produce of their soil. Then he struck down all the firstborn in their land, the first fruits of all their manhood. He brought out Israel, laden with silver and gold, and from among their tribes no one faltered. Egypt was glad when they left, because dread of Israel had fallen on them. He spread out a cloud as a covering and a fire to give light at night. They asked, and he brought them quail. He fed them well with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock, and water gushed out. It flowed like a river in the desert. For he remembered his holy promise given to his servant Abram. He brought out his people with rejoicing, his chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of the nations, and they fell heir to what others had toiled for, that they might keep his precepts and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. Psalm 105 begins with, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim His name, make known among the nations what He has done. And that's why it's so important, not only to find out what God means to you, who is God to you, but also that we can testify to what it is that God has done in our lives. How have we seen God working and moving and ministering? The whole of Psalm 105 then is a look, a brief look, quick look, a synopsis of the people of Israel and their journey from Egypt into the promised land and how it is that the Lord had done wonders for them. There is a prayer in the book of Acts which the believers went and prayed in chapter 4. And the last part of that prayer is something I have really, really come to enjoy. And here's why. It's not about me. It's all about God. But those early believers, they went and they prayed that God would enable them 
to speak the truth with boldness. That's all they wanted to do, was be able to speak the truth with the boldness, to proclaim the word of God with boldness. And then added to that, they go and say, stretch out your hand, heal, do signs and wonders for the sake of your servant Jesus. And that is the exciting thing, that we should actually ask God to stretch out his hand to do these things. It's not about me. It's not about my faith. It's not about who I am. It is about who God is and what God has done. And that's what this psalm digs into. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. When you stop up and you consider your life, be it long or short, where can you see the hand of God in your life? And if you see the hand of God in your life and upon your life, then share it with somebody else. Share it with somebody else. And then this is exactly what the psalmist goes and does. He goes and says, remember the wonders that he has done his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. Why don't we stop up and remember and think about what God has done? And one of the things that has really been exciting me on this program today is that these young people have been sharing who they know God to be, but also sharing what it is that God has done in their lives. What has God done in your life? How has God stepped into your life? Where can you see the evidence of God in your life? I know for me, in this psalm, the exhortation is to sing praise to God. And the songs thus far that we've been listening to are those that have been chosen, chosen by those who have contributed to the show today. But now, I have to tell you folks, I just have to listen to a bit of jazz. And this song, as I listen to the testimonies, to the sharing to the stories that we've been listening to, just has me longing, as we also consider Psalm 105, just to have a closer walk with God. This is Joshua Stewart and the Bourbon Street Stompers version of Just a Closer Walk with Thee. Welcome back to Heartlands here in Midlands 103. And folks, as I said, and as I promised, yes... I had another question for the young people that I was putting these questions out to. And that was, what does your faith mean to you and why? What does your faith mean to you and why? You see, knowing who God is, is one thing. Having witnessed God at work in your life is another thing. But then comes the question of faith. Do you place your faith in this God? And if you place your faith in God then why do you place your faith in God? And so, that's why I asked the question, what does your faith mean to you and why? And here are the responses. What does my faith mean to me and why? My faith in God means that I can have confidence in Him, laying everything in His hands. Confidence that He has the ability to guide me through every circumstance of life. I know this because I was able to confidently put my trust in God that he'd be able to help me to find words for that man in college. My faith gives me a purpose in life, that I'm here for a reason to carry out God's plan for my life. 
My faith made me realize that there is something so much greater than this world, and it gives me assurance that I will go to heaven one day. My faith means just about everything to me. And knowing that I have faith in a God who is so much more powerful and so much stronger and just so much greater than I am gives me such a sense of reassurance and it means that I don't have to face the major things in life on my own. Because Jesus has saved me and given me a new life and a new purpose, it makes me want to share the news of him with everyone around me and I make it my goal to share it with as many people as I can and in that way my faith just means everything to me in life. My faith has been a big part of my life so far. I have been so lucky to have been brought up in a Christian home which I have only in the past few years come to truly appreciate. I try my best to centre my life around my faith, trying to live it as much as I can in the ways of my Saviour Jesus Christ. It's very important to me because ever since I became saved, building a relationship with God, encountering Him and um, learning more about Him and reading His Word has given me so much insight and so much wisdom in, in a sense. Uh, I can see how he's transforming me, softening my heart, molding me, shaping me into the person and to the purpose he has for me. And my identity is in Christ. So my faith is something I take seriously and not lightly and something I'm trying to progress in day by day. And because he is my, he is my salvation and he's my redeemer, he is so important to me that I can't just not believe in him so my faith is something that is very special my faith in jesus christ means everything to me and from my experience when you put jesus at the center of everything he will take you on an amazing adventure and he will bless you so much um, having faith in jesus is what makes my life worth living and gives me so much hope in this dark world my faith in god means everything to me I place God above everything else in my life. And even though I'm an imperfect mess and I fail him every single day, God forgives me and sanctifies me daily. I listen to God's voice in my life, even when it's but a tender whisper, and allow the Holy Spirit to work through me. God has a purpose for me, and I trust in his unfailing love to carry me through. I know this because of what he did for me on the cross. He humbled himself to the point of death by the hands of those whom he created. I too mocked him as he was hung up on the tree, but he still loved me so much that he would sacrifice his life for me. He rose again, conquering death. And that's why I believe that I have eternal life in him, the promise of a future spent with my Heavenly Father. So folks, that's it for this week and I want to thank all who went and contributed to my show. I want to thank everyone who went and were willing to let me go and air those answers on the radio this morning to make this show what it is. I did promise everyone who was involved that I wouldn't mention any names and that it was completely anonymous. I really do appreciate everyone's involvement in making this show today. So folks, all that's left for me to say is thank you for listening to Heartlands here on Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. I trust that you have been blessed. I have been blessed. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, show you grace and turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Now, for one more final moment of indulgence, it's time to have another bit of jazz. 
And this is when the saints go marching in.